0: A fedora falls to the ground Which <laughs> It's pronounced fedora Is it? No, 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 no really is it. It's, not. it's not Oh you, you... Oh. No it's
1: not it's fedora You big
0: meanie I was like oh my god I forgot to get it wrong This whole time Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that starts at the end, but also the beginning, but also kind of halfway through, and wait, don't I know you from somewhere? Anyway, while we try and figure that one out, joining me, as always, is special guest host, the <laughs> wonderful, the lovely Ian Whittington. Ian, how are you getting I'm on? here.
1: Hi. I'm good. Hi. Um, I kind of just want to talk about the news straight away.
0: We're going into Turn the news. Nose, quick!
1: Engage.
0: symbol! Oh my god, Picard Season 2 trailer! <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Can you tell this is Oh fresh? my god, we're, right, seconds god.
1: ago we've watched it. We haven't even talked to each other about the teaser trailer yet. So first of all, happy First Contact Day. Um happy first contact I day. I love that this has become a thing. So last year I remember it going round on Twitter and people saying, Oh, Happy First Contact Day. Sharing the gifts, sharing the pictures. Everybody watched First Contact and we all had a good time. It's really cool that Paramount is I, I feel like they're 10 years late to social media, but better late than never. Like they're actually tapping into yeah. the fandom and like you've got Disney Plus Day or whatever and Star Wars Day and star trek needs a day and i think they're doing a great job of doing that
0: i just you, you you've just said it there yeah because may the 4th obviously course, is yeah. star wars day and it's a really clever <laughs> marketing tool if nothing else and then so what's ours well it's april 5th you know it's it's uh, i think it's brilliant and but it's the it's the nice thing about social media is that you know we've all been joking about April the 5th since Star Trek first contact came out back in 1996. Yeah. There's a Twitter hand, but, Twitter handle
1: that has the countdown days until um first contact so every day it's like this however many days until we meet the Vulcans. It's awesome. Uh
0: what's funny as well is what's going on in the background is my my work WhatsApp is exploding. Oh yeah, the track culture the WhatsApp of course yeah. it is. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, which is just like, oh, so I'm actually, I'm, I'm, because, all right, I'm obviously, for the obvious reasons, I'm delighted, but just really, really quickly, this is now taking over. I'm sorry if there was other news, you're waiting. Um, so quick, massive, really, really quick rundown. It's a really b teaser. I thought for a second I had hit the wrong video because it's that same opening shot as the very first episode, not the scene on Ten Forward, I mean, but uh, of the Vineyard. Yes. Um, And I was like, oh no, I've, I've hit the wrong video. Um, but no, we got the old yellow stargazer back. We
1: did. We got the stargazer. We get the beautiful Enterprise D portrait. Oh. Um, this show, whenever they announced Picard season one, whenever, uh, 2019, I think. Mm. Um, And basically all of the news about it was Frakes is coming back. Troy is coming back. Data is going to be in it. I was like, this is so smart because you let Picard do the callbacks to tng you do all of that fan service stuff in picard and then let discovery be its new thing yeah. that you don't have to worry about when is riker temporarily gonna time travel his way onto the bridge just let discovery do its own thing um but then at the same time picard managed to be a beautiful story and series in its own right as well as satisfying all of the fan service stuff i Said it before, Picard was my favourite piece of Star Trek that came out um in the very gifted year of Star Trek. That was 2020. Not saying it was a gifted year, but um, I, I, for Star Trek it was, yeah.
0: Sorry, sorry. All, all all listeners who are Trekkies know exactly what you mean by this. Everyone who isn't a trekkie is just like
1: I'm <laughs> what pretty sure dick. Ian just
0: got himself cancelled. <laughs> you liked 2020? Yes. Yes I did. Yes, yes. For some of us it was wonderfully positive. <laughs> for others it was positive, and that's not funny. Um, yeah. So, oh,
1: good one. Nice. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Good. Actually, do you know what? No, I'm not going to say thank you for that one. I do not deserve praise for that one. No, um, I'll edit that one out. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, I'm not editing this week, so we will see if this context I, has gonna any be-
1: sense. Yeah, um, my new thing isn't to edit you out, it's to beep you out. So there's just going to be random beeps. So fine, we all know you said something abhorrent, but we don't exactly
0: know what it was. To paraphrase Oscar Wilde, the only thing worse than being just not being
1: he definitely meant something, else. and I'm, I will bleep the word bleep and bleep there. So the only thing worse than bleep is to <laughs> not be bleep. Yes, <laughs> love it. Um, the trailer. The so music is stunning. Oh. The it's a slow pan through Picard's um, uh, ready room in his mansion mm. in, his, uh, in his house in France. So and we're back
0: home, potentially. Yeah. E-
1: yeah, which doesn't surprise me too much. Oh, glad. I, uh, because also, more Laris, more Laris, more Laris. And yes. We need Volk Vol, and Romulam. Romumam, Rom, What was it? Momulan. sorry. Oh, I like both. Momulan and Romulam.
0: <laughs> Romulam. Yeah, I like well, both, actually.
1: That was a journey. I went, Mom
0: <laughs> Yeah, that one was less successful. But the other yeah, thing you yeah, said, no, no, no. perfect.
1: Yeah. yeah, Romulam. Yeah.
0: Um and also big up to fellow irish person orla brady who for me yes. effectively stole the show last season.
1: it e- effectively
0: nicely done. nicely done. and also what was kind of funny you see the <laughs> amount of people who were unfamiliar with the word feck and thought oh yeah, my god there's swearing in picard it's like there is but not in the scene that you think.
1: exactly. yeah. <laughs> doesn't it mean thieving?
0: Uh, it's it's one of those kind of catch all much, yeah, much, much like the other it's used for everything yeah exactly yeah, yeah. um but <coughs> and so sorry so the bit that the entire internet I'm sure has been freaking out about for 12 hours by the time this episode drops is the pan up onto the table and there is a very specific playing card sitting on the table that begins to dissolve it's so good ah, and it ju- it is a queen and it just dissolves and
1: leaves the queue and oh, I've got tingles because John DeLancey comes over and says, the trial never ends. <laughs> it's so fucking good.
0: It's so clever. I would genuinely know, so I would be really interested like to see if they do legit continue the trial or if it's going to be a more personal just Picard story. Because obviously if you were, like season one of Picard with kind of hindsight would lead me to believe that it's going to be closer to say tapestry um, I,
1: you took the words straight out of my mouth I think this is going to be and I'm going to call it now tapestry the, the series because it, obviously the well, I mean maybe the, the the monologue is too direct and it's deliberately leading us that way mm. because it's all about regrets and the things you want to undo but never can and it is basically tapestry that's that's a description of the episode Tapestry. Yeah. Um, Picard gets a chance to redo one thing in his life which will prevent, in inverted commas, his death in the future. Um, I, is Q going to take him on a journey of all of the highlights? Ten episode? Gee, sure. is this going to be a cross between Shades of Grey and Tapestry, but much, much better than Shades of Grey and Tapestry? <laughs> Because just like going through, like, how are you going to. The problem. Oh, man. I've just and gone then,
0: to a happy place in my head now. We it's have.
1: Just, and then stick that. Stick um, uh, Trials and Tribulations in there where you've got these guys walking oh, around some well, TNG actually, footage.
0: Now, sorry. Now that you say that, right, there is. Uh, there's a visual clue that has nothing to do with Picard. And did you spot the tablet from DS9's episode, The Reckoning? It was the Get Bajoran the, tablet. Did- it's one of my favourite episodes of DS9. Uh, and it, it was the tablet that contained the Power Wraith and the Prophet that they come to do battle on the station. One takes over Major... Ke- the Prophet... Uh, well, not yes, takes over. Yeah, the yeah, Prophet yeah. shares at Ma- Major Kira. And the Power Wraith takes over Jake Sisko. That tablet from the... I think it's the city of... The Lost City of Bahala on Bajor. Yeah,
1: that's the name of it, yeah. Yeah,
0: is, because it was... Now, it was fairly smashed to bits in that episode, but a... Slightly more put together. They need to be able to recognize this tablet was sitting on Picard's desk. I how it's got, did you spot
1: that? It's
0: it's it. Well, it shows you how many times I've seen the
1: reckoning. But you've only seen this trailer once. How yep. did you do that?
0: Because I. Have, this is
1: exactly why you 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 get paid to write things and I don't.
0: Uh. Well, you know. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> I have disturbing memories when it comes to, Well, not disturbing memories, but but yes. So. <clears throat> Again, because that has or up to now has nothing to do with Picard's journey, is this gonna no. be a season of Gods and Monsters? Uh, and wow. also oh my god, Ian. Ian. Yes, 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 yes Where yes. is Commander Sisko now? Um so Com- oh, sorry, you- Commander Sean, come back into the future a little bit. Where is wow, Captain Sisko where, where right now?
1: Dead name him, Jesus. Um yeah, Captain Sisko. So he obviously goes off into the wormhole. If you follow the books, He returns after, I think, six months. He's only there for six months. And then he actually gets given command of a Galaxy-class ship. Um, I'm going to stop you there.
0: That's really interesting. Not where I was going with this. (laughs) So, that's really interesting. And we will talk about that off screen because, (laughs) yay books. No, no, no. I mean, in terms of the series, the last time we saw Captain Sisko, he had just gone to be with the Prophets the yes. tablet about the final battle between the Prophets and the pile rates is co- is turning up in Picard when he had nothing with the Prophets or pile rates in his entire storyline, and we know oh, Q yeah, no, no, is that's... going to be... Is this going to be a much more metaphysical story? Is this going to be a much... Oh, and also, is it going Q's, to be... Though. I mean, I realise I'm making a bit of a leap here, but that's an incredibly important piece of Captain Sisko's story.
1: Yeah, so Avery, Bro- Avery Brooks has recently said, yeah, of course I will come back. I will happily revisit um excuse me, I will happily revisit Cisco.
0: And did you see so, what, as well? Just just on that, I'm getting really excited now. But did you see that Siroc Lofton uh gave an interview, I think it was it was December time, where he suggested that Avery Brooks's retirement was not entirely by choice. And that it wasn't that oh, he had stepped away it was that he basically had stopped getting phone calls. Now I don't, I don't know how general a statement that is. I also, to be very very true, I don't know the truth of that statement. But apparently, yes, he had made that statement, and he has stayed close to Avery Brooks since the filming of the show. He's
1: done movies before and during American History X. That would be um, the
0: biggest one I, pres- it, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but he wasn't just star trek no it um, wasn't yeah
0: and before star uh, trek he i think he was he was quite successful and obviously it's before our time immediately aging us both mm. uh but yeah it was a, i think it was a, either a man named hawk or spencer for hire uh where his big be- that's that's Ye- where he yeah cut his teeth basically on that
1: yeah and he's and he has the bald head and the goatee in mm. that um and he deliberately got rid of the goatee and grew some hair for Star Trek so, that, so that he wasn't typecast as that character? <laughs> Ironic, like, we've made a terrible yeah. mistake, please go back to that. <laughs>
0: please,
1: yeah. please reverse that immediately. See, Um, um so yeah, What I was getting at in the books is that, yeah, as far as we know, he's off with the profits, but he's not there for very long. He's there for about six months. Now, Picard immediately, other than Titan, diverts from canon. Uh, diverts from book canon yeah. immediately. But I'm just saying, it's perfectly feasible that he's returned, and it's it's an interesting arc on in the books because, yeah, he gets his own ship, but he's not satisfied by it, and everything seems a bit numb, um, because the prophets have just stopped talking to him. So oh. there's ample ample ways of getting it back in. Oh um, my god! And I just want one line from Q. Because Picard will say, "Why do you look old?" and all all he has to say is, well, "I didn't want to make you feel bad, so I aged myself."
0: Exactly. Done. Like Addressing there's no, no. A, exactly. There's no way. There's any issue with explaining away how why he looks. Old. In fact, the 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 one character who they had that problem with was Data, and they found a way around it. You know. Well, they just did. But that's what I mean. Do you know what just, I mean? They just yeah. they just aged him up, or no, sorry, they de-aged him. And yeah, I'd say a, well, according to Brent Spiner, a not inconsiderable amount of the budget went on that. You know, which is why yes, he was never going to be, you know, also starring. It will be very much guest starring. It will be guest starring. He's yeah, exactly. <laughs> not going yeah. to be in every episode. <laughs>
1: and you know what? I do not care. Like the uniform doesn't fit quite right. Oh, the makeup and the hair piece isn't. We right, got data but- back every single damn scene was perfect every word he spoke was absolutely perfect and i oh, i love that show so do much do you know
0: what vis- visually and i realized, I realized it's not over here, but to sorry visually one of the, one of my favorite scenes between the two of them obviously the whole last scene is great i love when i think it's said the pilot uh they meet and they're in the tng uniforms and he's oh, painting oh, in oh. the vineyard i think that was done beautifully
1: yeah it's so, so good. Um, oh, can you finish the painting? And I don't want the game to end. Oh! Yeah,
0: just any... Oh! Right, I, I have a feeling that over the next... Uh, it says coming 2022, so for the next... What are we now? April the 5th year, we will be watching this teaser and then hopefully a trailer soon yeah. enough uh, on. Well, you know, it's actually... I probably
1: enjoyed... Now, I love the series, but I enjoyed the anticipation more... Because every single bit of news and every single trailer, I'd run to my dad because TNG is is that's that's really, really our thing. Um I'd just run to run to my dad and just like look at this, this person's gonna be in it and look at this trailer and look who shows up. And I love that we've got nine months of that to come. Um, of like just teasing,
0: teasing, teasing. I, because and do you know what, because I think this perfect tease love it, love it, love it. Um if I've won <laughs> I, this is like, you know, Sean, would you pick a side here? If I've one complaint about the trailer for Picard's season one, it wasn't the reveal of Seven of Nine, delighted with that, that was fine. It's the reveal of the Borg cube because it was the amazing ending to the first episode. I was like, oh. But still, like...
1: No, I get it. I get where you're coming from, but context is really crucial. So in the trailer, I just thought, oh, cool, the Borg are going to be mm. in this. I didn't expect that to come at the end of episode one and it punched me in the face and it is that that reveal is better than the reveal in the trailer um and that there's because what's the point of a trailer is to get you to watch the the thing that's on telly and if that like if that wasn't going to you wouldn't want to hold that back and then think oh nobody watched it i don't think there was ever a danger of nobody watching it but you wouldn't want to be the reason, if that makes sense, but then again, word of mouth like if it happens at the end of episode one, you'd quickly tell everybody, Right, sit your ass down if you're remotely interested in Star Trek, you will want to watch episode one of Picard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But I, I love the bravery of, of the series because it hasn't, where well, it's so a TNG episode one had a strict ban on essentially referencing TOS, um, The Naked Now is. So, McCoy being in Farscape and The Naked now, uh, the only references that you get because it had to be its own show, um, Picard has just been like, nope, you just do your thing. Do the references, do the fan service, be be excited. Um, and I, I, I love it. I'm here for it. Ah, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm,
0: obviously, same, same, same. I'm just funny <laughs> enough now... Um, Obviously, I would never, ever, ever be on my phone in the middle of a pod, but WhatsApp is just going crazy. And there's already, in fairness <laughs> yeah. to,
1: you've got to talk. You are the Trek culture man. You got. But to get in fairness to
0: another website, who we love, Trek Core, they've already got screenshots of the, uh, particularly the Reckoning tablet. I was right. I I I, I did see yeah. it correctly,
1: mate. That is a fantastic shout. Like, Pete, I'm so glad this is coming out tomorrow because you know we had to have recorded this before tomorrow, this isn't predestination we have to have recorded this right now so Sean absolutely caught that in the first fucking watch which is damn impressive Um, do you need to actually go and do some some track culture things? no,
0: no, but possibly, but no (laughs)
1: We can pause if you Not need to all, do. Not at all. No,
0: okay. Right. Let's let's do this. All right. Hang on. Get
1: an article out right let's, let, now. Let's, tr- do let's it. Let's,
0: let's get through this He's... silly little film. It's fine. That's no, grand. No, this is amazing. We're all very excited, and everyone I think who is listening to this is probably feeling the same way that we are.
1: Yeah, hundred um, percent.
0: Right. Yeah. If it's possible, Ian, do you have any other news? You mentioned you had news before we came on.
1: I mean, I do, but I really—it's stuff that can wait until next week because it's nothing that's really time-sensitive. Yeah, I'm not even going to... Teaser for next week. I'll tell you about Transformers 7... Oh, is that a uh, thing? ...Knives Out sequels. Sp- exactly my thought when I read that title. Two Knives Out sequels hitting Netflix and a new Spiral trailer. Um, oh! Which I will... If anybody gives a shit or not, I will keep updating you on the Spiral trailer because I love Saw. However... Okay,
0: that's fine. So we'll next do week we'll next discuss week. the trailer um, for, for Spiral. Because holy God, I'm still... I don't, don't think Spiral. I possibly could...
1: Can we just do Picard
0: season uh, two trailer again? Yeah. All right. No. No. Okay. Uh, right. No. Right. On. T- yeah. On. On ding topic. Ding all ding right, Grant. We're going right, to move straight to the recommends. Um, I have a retro recommends for you, but we'll do a space and a retro mend. to the mend! <laughs> Okay, so there's a, there's an episode uh season 6 of Star Trek the Next Generation called Tapestry and uh, I think everyone should watch this episode right now.
1: Yeah. There's a good episode of DS9 called the the reckoning. The reckoning yeah, actually is a is a good, good one as well. Something something <laughs> par rave something.
0: What's your um so yeah, what's your retro mend? Um no, I'm committing to this. Season six, start to the next generation, <laughs> watch Tapestry, and watch The Reckoning. Now, I have another Good. RetroMend as well. Okay, so now that we've come down. No, we no, haven't I actually haven't. come down at all. Um, for the first time over the um I had never seen this film. It was Death Becomes Her. And it has just yes! been released on Netflix here. And we decided that we would stick it on. And I absolutely loved it it was ridiculous and funny yep. and yep. it was it was great Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn are brilliant in this film Bruce Willis is brilliant in this film uh, Isabella Rossellini is batshit crazy in this film and yes. really really thoroughly enjoyed it now I have to say does it feel a bit Beetlejuice to you? oh very, very kind it's, it's Zemeckis it's Robert Zemeckis which I didn't realise oh yeah I, I never knew that of course
1: no, I totally missed that. So, I, this film isn't for me. It's not my, even though I love Beetlejuice, it, this is, it's a bit too 90s zany odd for me. I don't, it's not my bag, but I appreciate oh. it is a good film. Got you. And I, I understand that I probably, <clears throat> maybe it caught me at the wrong time. It did, the first time I, well, the first and only time I watched this film wasn't a good time. So I think that's coloured it. Yeah but I can acknowledge that this is a really really fun film gotcha all of the above people acting so having so much fun and acting their asses off it's just not for me
0: no that's right it's 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 sort of high camp in a way it's kind of like yes. like, like those older yeah. style of Hollywood movies where everyone a bit is
1: rocky horror
0: oh it's uh, that would be yeah that's a good description oh the Rocky horror is just I, yeah,
1: I don't like. I Rocky was horror. not I on nearly like enough LSD
0: to enjoy Rocky Horror, um, and I people who wrote Rocky Horror needed more LSD. Uh, to, to this day, Tim Curry does not recall making. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but wait, I'm in that film. It's like yes, you're you're rather a large part of that film. To don't know what you're talking about. Um, but yes, it definitely. Oh, sorry, I. It is my retromand. I think it was excellent. Um, I look. I. It, it's quite. It, it's not Burton stylized, but it is quite stylized. Um, it's nearly there.
1: Yeah, it feels very
0: Burton-esque I just think it's so funny as well that uh, Isabella Rossellini's henchmen are all Chippendales.
1: Yeah, which I think is hilarious. Uh,
0: it's very, very nineties. Yeah, uh, high super duper nineties. Yeah, yeah, which is which more. is great. I I was in the nineties. I remember the nineties. I, I remember these haircuts. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I also remember. I, no, I remember, remember the nineties.
1: Yeah. no I was never quite that. 10 year old me wasn't quite
0: didn't have the Chippendale form that I have now you did exactly you have the form now but you had the hair then
1: no my hair was terrible back then I mean it's not saying it's fantastic now but it was yeah quaff I say quaff quaff indeed Um, mum I love you so much but I had one haircut and it was called number two Um,
0: (laughs) two in the back and sides tight trim on top from age eight until whenever I took over my own yeah, hair, ex- exactly. Last March. And then
1: for about four years, I wish I hadn't taken over because I was like, "Oh, this is shit." Um, uh, yeah, so the the hair is probably, and then I just grew it into a ponytail, um, and then cut it, and it became the quaff it is now. So that's good a Pocket history to Ian's hair.
0: There we go. That's that's <laughs> that was what I was aiming for with this retro mend. I was like, "We must yes. discuss <laughs> the hair. We have to."
1: retro mend is staying i think we own you do you know why it it can always work because we're never going to see a film in the future so if retro just means the past it could have come out last week and it's a retro mend well
0: that's true but but also that could be a nice way of tying into the film we're going to discuss this evening but before we go on do do you have any rec slash retro mends yourself I
1: do. I have a retro It doesn't quite beat yours, but it came out in two thousand and four. Pretty well. Um, right. And it is. I'm on a Denzel Washington binge. I'm going to get through his back catalogue. Oh.
0: Um, no, sorry. Do you know what the film I'm going to say it, is? It, no, because it's two thousand and four. I just myself have been on a bit of a Denzel Washington watch yes. recently as well.
1: He's just the best. I know he plays the same person in every film, but he is just amazing. Um, yeah. So I watched Man on Fire. I've not which- seen that. It's good. Okay. It's it's really really good. Um, so it's a Tony Scott film. Okay, and I'm not the biggest Tony Scott fan. It's he's he's obviously ah like Ridley but choppier. Like this has got a thousand times more quick edits and lens flares and okay. sepia tones and colour pla- color palette changes than it needs and for me it just reminds me that I'm in a film because my visual spectrum doesn't change that
0: rapidly as it does in the movie that I've just watched you think so but actually it does Yeah, I've changed clothes 47 yeah, times you haven't noticed
1: good god I was going to guess never mind Um, so This film is fantastic, however, the film is too long. You won't be surprised to hear me say it's too damn long! Wait, did did it go
0: over the 60-minute mark, did it?
1: Yes, to two hours and 20 minutes. Now, the premise of the film is bodyguard loses little girl. Hardly a very good bodyguard then. revenge. That's the synopsis. That's it. How did you squeeze two hours and 20 minutes out of drunk bodyguard loses girl exacts revenge?
0: How did you get three films out of man is unhappy, dog is killed?
1: Oh, come on. (laughs) That's way too reductive. (laughs) (laughs) How did you get three films out of the fucking Hobbit? That's
0: no, that's fair. That's fair.
1: That is. Yeah. Um, So anyway, the film is great. Denzel is fantastic. He goes... Now, uh, maybe one day we will stop the cliche of drunk man in authority is drunk and is therefore compromised. But today is not that day. Or 2004 was not that day. However, he shakes it off way too quick. (laughs) But anyway, his his relationship with um, the little girl who's called Peter... But spelled P E T A, I think.
0: Oh, okay, um, like yeah,
1: yeah. Played by Dakota Fanning. Yeah,
0: and she's like, and she's only a little. Oh, she's two thousand and four, so she's only a little baby in this.
1: Yeah, way, way, way. She's like, I mean, I can't age kids, so she could be eight or she could be seventeen. I don't know. Um, but anyway, she's young. Uh, but the film's fantastic. I love it. It's it isn't paced very well at all, but I love it. In the same way that 2001 A Space Odyssey, and this is the only time you'll hear Man on Fire compared to 2001 <laughs> A Space Odyssey. As much as the pacing in that I, I feel is a problem, I still enjoy it because movie, it takes its time and it sits in a lot of moments. And it the the first hour is all character development of the main cast entirely. Um, Pretty much it all happens for the first hour. Um, and Christopher Walken is yeah. in it in the least Christopher Walken role I've ever seen. Like, he doesn't go crazy and talk like, a Denzel, you've got to save the girl. He doesn't, like, do that once. He's actually talking like a normal human, which is unsettling.
0: That's... I, I won't watch the film just for that. I'm not okay with that. I struggled with Sleepy Hollow because he doesn't speak in it. You know? Like... Yeah. Uh, sorry, I think he hisses at one point. Um... But no, I, no, I, I, it, it, elbowed my microphone. Sorry if you heard that. <laughs> um, I remember at the time that this came, this film came out. I was working in a popular Irish video rental chain, uh, in their warehouse. Blockbuster. And to say sorry, it's Blockbuster. Uh, well it's, it's neither because they didn't operate under that name. But it was in fact Blockbuster, just using a different name. Um, but oh, cool. uh, to say that they had faith in this film, I saw the stacks of DVDs in the warehouse. They really thought this film was going to sell. Oh, and I'm not sure that not. it did.
1: Eek. Um, I wonder what it did at the box office. Hopefully good. That'd be interesting. I wish I could immediately find this out. Let's have a look. Sorry, I can catch this in the edit. You go back to Trek culture. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's actually a really emotional Denzel performance as well. He's, um... Uh, he cries. He actually I cries He cries a lot. Um, He's a whip. <laughs> yeah, but I actually believed it in this one. Um... Yeah, like the the he's been an alcoholic for so long it's really affected his um hand-eye coordination. So it's a 7 out of, uh sorry, 7.7 on IMDb. Um box office blah blah blah. This is the thing about IMDb, it buries the important information. Mm. Here we go. Oh yeah. Oh god damn, no. This film did not do well. Um it did okay. So the budget was about 70 million which is high. Like that's that's big for this for a film like this um and it only made 78 million in the us um worldwide it made 130 what did you say including uh, 70 million okay so including marketing i don't think it made its money back um which is a shame because it's worth it i totally actually understand why but i think word of mouth would have killed this film because it would be like yeah no it's it's an hour and it's two hours and 20 minutes long is it worth it nah catch it on dvd and then nobody ever will when
0: when you think of how many good films because i have one in my head as i say this how many good films are sort of lost because they obviously flopped didn't make their money back Uh, the film i'm thinking of is serenity which took in one million less than it cost (sighs) so it was it was a complete financial failure
1: but i I also get that, because Serenity doesn't make a damn bit of sense unless you've seen Firefly.
0: You have to have seen Firefly.
1: You're asking for a movie buy-in from something that only got one series that you know isn't getting another series. So I totally, I as a Firefly fan would be like, yep, I want to see it on the big screen. And there's your problem. It has to be a big screen event. And Man on Fire doesn't need to be seen on a big screen. Like, there's nothing... Am I going to take three hours out of my day to pay $20 to go and see the film with all of the snacks, blah, 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 parking, whatnot? No, you know what? I'm going to sit on my couch for two and a half hours. It's going to be way more comfortable um, and I'll see it then. So you never get the, the, the full story from box office because you don't. But I just wish that... I mean, this film doesn't need a sequel at all, but it shouldn't be judged by the amount of money it made. I'm glad it's got a... Slightly better rating oh, on the good, mdb yeah. but yeah, no, good film. Retromend, watch it. Good God, Sean, we are thirty-six minutes in, <laughs> and we've only talked about two movies and one teaser. What's, what's going interesting
0: as well is that after editing, at what point does the statement "We're thirty-six minutes in" come in? It's like five minutes into the part. Like, wow, you really cut a lot. Yeah, I'm going to cut a bit. Cut the yeah. whole bit Whoopsies. about the card. Um, like, that that will no, save you thirty three minutes. You. Um, yes. All right, well, that's cool.
1: <laughs> right. synopsisizers Tell us what Predestination is about. Our
0: third, fourth, mo- fourth no, movie. Fourth
1: yeah. movie in our time. So, uh,
0: Predestination is. The, it's a fantastic. It's a great spoilers because we have to. Okay, it's one of those films. If we're going to talk about it, we yeah. have to talk about spoilers. It is a film. Yeah, you can't do the plot
1: without no. literally giving away everything.
0: It's 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 a film starring Ethan Hawke and Sarah Snook kind of um I oh know it, it it is it is uh, it's no, it's it obviously is. called yeah. Predestination and technically it gives you the ending in the title of the film and you yeah, just don't really realize you start to twig it as it goes along but there is a few it obviously knew you were going to start twigging some things so in in this film yes. there is Time travel, and there are temporal agents, and we are following the story of one particular temporal agent who is tra- attempting to stop the terribly named Fizzle Bomber, uh, who is
1: like genuinely terribly like, named, really like even
0: you, in the film, like that's a dumb it's a, name. It's a dumb name, and even like, I think the fact that the the characters address how silly the name is doesn't actually make up for how silly the it name doesn't... is. You know, that's Agreed. my yeah. It doesn't help. It's still a like, stupid. It's, it's name. stupid. Um, and he is a, a dirty bomber, which, correct me if I'm wrong, that's when you do chemical warfare, is that right?
1: No, so a dirty bomb is nuclear, but oh,
0: it's... Oh, sorry. I... So I, I, is he a dirty bomber? He is a dirty, yes.
1: Oh, so that's nuclear. Yeah, and I know that exclusively from 24. So and a dirty bomb is one that has some nuclear um, uh, fissionable materials inside it, but it isn't controlled in any way. It's just we've got some nuclear stuff and it's gonna be poly grenaded. It's yeah, it's gonna be
0: like frag grenaded out. Okay. That's Whoops. so so that that's the type of bomber that he is. That's that that that's his thing. Yeah. Uh, that's why it's so bad as well where you have to stop this bomb.
1: That's why the death count is so high. Yeah.
0: Um now because of so so we open with an agent is so the sorry the agent that we end up following, uh, were first introduced to him as he's attempting to disarm a bomb that then yes. explodes effectively. It's a con- it's control because he gets it into a a device, but it explodes in such a way that it basically shoots up at his face, melts his face off. It's quite quite gruesome, really, as the film goes on. It's
1: fantastically it's well done, very
0: very well done, because it's like it's like oh my god, because you're thinking. His face is on fire. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Like and oof. Oh, but uh, and then a fedora falls to the ground, which
1: <laughs> it's pronounced fedora. Is
0: it? <laughs> no, 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 no it is it's, it. not. <laughs> it's not. Oh, you, you. Oh. No, it's
1: not. It's fedora. <laughs> you big
0: meanie! I was like, oh my god, i forgot to get it wrong this whole time. Anyway, that's being, amazing. Being I mean. wish I'd have had the balls to keep that up. Yeah, yeah no, I've just got a nice fedora. Yeah, I would have gone with this. Wait. I would have gone with the, at least for the tennis. and, and then you, like you know this this episode would be released and would just be a message from me on Twitter going you dick. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. I've got a brand new federate and everyone looks at me like I'm a knob. There you go. You, 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 oh, you lost. You, you lost that a, makes trick a difference there. So um, sorry. The so as as we discover, yes, the the fizzle bomber had set this bomb now and is there because they shoot at each other, but books it out of there. So the bomber gets away. So uh, yes. this this agent who it is revealed to be being played by Ethan Hawke once the bandages come off, because it's been all in shadow up to this yes, point. Yes, correct. So uh goes through. So that, that was spoiled
1: for me a little bit, because Amazon Prime, and you can watch this on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, it's on there. It's one of the few films that we're bloody You're watching absolutely, where we made it I was delighted
0: to, to discover that it was.
1: Phew! So... I pressed pause because um, I had to stop it for some reason, and Amazon X-ray pops up and tells me everything, oh, and no. it says it says temporal agent Ethan Hawke, and I went, "Oh, now that set me on the wrong path completely. It confused the tits of me. I wish I hadn't known that." Um, uh, it's not too bad, I guess. Well, it, it, it depends. Kind of. So because. The, the problem is, you get Ethan Hawke in the hospital bed with him being all scarred yeah. and whatnot. And what I couldn't work out was that, obviously, he heals and he gets a new face. What I couldn't figure out was the new face, at what point, uh, at what point is the new, oh, damn it. I tell you what. When why does do, the burning well, say, happen? Why, why don't you pause that thought? Why don't you pause that thought? Because yeah, that's
0: that's we're going to get next. into all of that. So, um, synopsis of the film. So, um, Ethan Hawke heals up. There is uh, chunks of time are going by. Um, and heals up to the point where, well, well done for medical science. You seem to be scar-free. Um, and...
1: Oh, and they do try to explain that. They're like, oh yeah, these scars are healing well already. It. And your facial structure is going to look different. And your voice box is going to be yeah, completely different. Was I was that, like,
0: you are expositioning me into now, a corner one, one of the great things, which of course, it, once it clicks into place, you're like, wow. Uh, once everything is healed, and you everything that to is grand. And Ethan Hawke goes, huh, my own mother wouldn't recognize me.
1: Yeah, that fucked me off because I was like, well... Either A, you're going to meet your own mother, or you are your own mother. And the, hand in, on in, her? In, there is that-
0: no way. I, I, sorry, Ian, you might pass a polygraph, but I will not believe you that you got that at that point. I shit
1: you not! Ask! It. Oh my god, I was watching this. I...
0: I'm, so, I'm I'm sorry, I, I'd, love heart, I say... I'd love to take oh, you on such faith. I'd love to take you on faith on that.
1: One. I've got to start
0: recording myself. That's probably a good idea. We'll start, we'll start, yeah. We'll... Yes.
1: Yeah. Let's start recording our thoughts and then release them in <laughs> yeah, some kind exactly, of yeah. form on the internet. Maybe people will listen. Yeah. Genuinely, I said one of, because that entire sequence was foreshadowing the movie.
0: Foreshadowing? Yeah, it, 100%. I'd, but I would have been 100... more on, your, on the, oh, he's going to meet his mum.
1: No, so, I, but that was too obvious because that is literally the line that's spoken. So I was like, it's one of these two things. It's either he is his own mother, which at the time I scoffed at. because I was like, well, obviously it's not that. So he must go and meet his own mother. So it doesn't mean that I guessed it. It was just that's one of the only two options it could be. I'm glad it's the other one.
0: Hmm. I believe you. Not well, many would, cuz I believe it. You. I'm mm. just
1: saying that's my thought. Even though I The thoughts that entered my head it's one of these two things. Cuz why else would you say it? Well and, and also shit like that movie it doesn't excuse you from doing the unbelievable thing. Just because you've acknowledged how unbelievable it is doesn't give you a free pass free pass to do said thing.
0: I well we'll get we'll get into that. We'll get into that. So he recovers goes back to work. And goes back to as we discover he is a time traveller. Um and it's done in it's done in such a way that they don't they don't linger on it. Yes, there's time travel. You know, a bit like Luke's oh, yeah, bit no, like, Luke no or Spill, like just get on with it. Like there's time travel. Yeah,
1: it's yeah, time travel is invented in nineteen eighty five, end of story.
0: It, exactly. So he goes back to uh nineteen seventy five, where as when we see him next, he's a, he's a bartender. And John played by Sarah Snook walks into the bar, and there is straight away, although they don't linger on this, there is straight away a few people go, oh, look at this freak. Because Sarah Snook is female, John is uh, male. Super quick, this is post Burns. No, right. Ethan, so, no.
1: Sorry, no, 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 Barkeeper Barkeeper is post Burns. -burns. Yes, Yes, correct. Yeah, because that's why he looks so, so fucking different. Yes, Got exactly. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, this is the next bit where the movie spoiled itself for me oh, because no. did you pause again? E- did you not learn the first time? Not no, to pause? no, no, no. So I didn't. I didn't pause. I didn't pause. But now we know that. So, oh man, you can't do this without spoilers. So but you've already Jane, spoiled it about three or four times yeah, at this point. So. so Joe at the bar, Sarah Snook, John. is John.
0: Jo- John Sorry, is in John yeah. Doe. That's an easy, easy yeah, way to John.
1: Do yeah, sorry. So John Doe, so John is Ethan Hawke. They're the same person, just at different points on their timeline. Get that out of the way because it'll make the discussion easier. Mm-hmm. My issue is they, and it's, this might be dodgy grounds, but I don't think they did a very good job of m- making her masculine. So I, I thought she was a woman the entire time. And then when Ethan Hawke is surprised that he's talking to a man, Sorry, no. He's surprised when she's sorry when he says, "I grew up a girl."
0: I he's surprised. No, he's not. He's playing. He knows exactly who she is. Or excuse me, no, he knows no, exactly who John is when John, John walks into the bar.
1: Well, no, of course he knows because it's him. But he's playing surprised, and he. Sh- oh man, I don't know. I sorry, Actually, no, I, I just thought that, that he was just work.
0: playing surprised. You know that because he was trying to say that. Oh, I don't know who John is. That's I th- I thought it was all just part of because of course. I mean, for obvious reasons, Ethan Hawke knows who John is, but also, even yeah. in the story, the temporal agent knows who John is. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, so so that's it. But I think, but I was... don't necessarily disagree with it. I think there is. I think they did a good job. Sure. Yeah, um, I just
1: wasn't buying that Sarah Snook was a man. I think that's my that's my problem. Um, Because the voice thing put me off the most. The voice just sounded forced.
0: I suppose technically, again, not to disagree with you, but technically she is, and I say she because Sarah Snook is playing a trans man. And, you know, obviously there are some trans men who can pass a little bit easier. There are some trans men who can't pass a little bit easier. I don't know. And we're know talking ha-
1: visually. Here. I'm
0: talking visually and and in terms of voice as well. So I yeah. don't know. Now, I I don't know. So maybe I'm being very forgiving here. I don't know how much thought of that went into the, not portrayal, but certainly the direction of the character. Uh, Potentially went, yes, actually, not every trans man passes as easily as say other trans men and therefore will put sarah Snook in makeup and you know wink wink to the camera i don't don't, maybe that's me really don't like pass
1: yeah and i don't even like using the phrase pass for because Uh, you i know what you mean sorry if if that's if that's what you are that's what you are whether you're whether we we think in inverted commas you pass for it the what Yeah, what? And
0: I know that's not what you meant. No, passing is actually—it's a completely acceptable. It is the accepted term for yeah. Oh, is
1: it right? Okay, that's my thank you. You know, you're
0: you're you're, Forty-seven seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race—you get there in the end. Um, No, but it's 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 not a sorry. um, It's not an offensive. uh, Oh, great! You can hide the fact. Okay, that's good to know. It's like that. Um,
1: So that's really interesting to me because. That seems to have negative consequences. Oh, no, no, in some you circles,
0: it does pass or not. In some circles, it yeah. absolutely does, yeah, because there are those, I guess, who will try and hide their own nature, and because yeah. of the way we have treated people They're who can blame you entirely. And there are, you know, there are trans men. There's actually in the current season of RuPaul's Drag Race, there is a trans man who is a drag queen. You know, and I and I've heard everything. I've heard yeah. everyone being said like, "Well, hang on, what did you just want to undo it?" It's like, no, that's not it at all. you know. No, it's, and, yeah, yeah, it's not at all. Um, but yeah, so sorry. just. But I
1: think it's it's important to, because we're obviously dealing with that as a subject in this film. You can't avoid it. I think, yeah, to begin with, I don't know how to phrase this, but we're not going to excuse the film for anything it does wrong.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So I have now, uh, so in terms of the editing, I've added two long pauses. Myself and Ian went on a tangent, <laughs> which you may or may not have just heard. Um, so <laughs> there is an interesting thing, right? So again, we have said one, one. There, there are still a few twists. Although the big twist is Sarah Snook and Ethan Hawke are playing the same character at different points of the timeline, right? Um, yes. What I didn't realize, and I didn't, I certainly didn't pick this up. Watch it. So I got this one off IMDb's trivia section. Apparently, uh, uh several times during their interaction. When the camera sort of pulls back and you take in the entire bar, the barkeep is standing at different parts where you can see the bathroom signs. For sometimes it says "gentlemen" over his head, and sometimes it says "ladies" over his head. Oh, that's which I to really say, well, like I wouldn't have picked like up on like that only for no, Iron definitely TV. not. Um, and that's pretty cool. Who directed this? The, I think it's I think it's the the Spiger brothers. I might be pronouncing that incorrectly. Um.
1: Yeah, it's pronounced Fedora.
0: (laughs) Actually, it's (laughs) Fedora. It's,
1: uh... Uh, No, you're right. Michael Spierig and Peter Spierig.
0: Uh, Peter Spierig also did the score for this.
1: Interesting. Yeah. what else did
0: they do? They did... Oh, they did Daybreakers, which I've not seen, which is another... Oh,
1: no, that totally makes I've, sense. I, yeah,
0: this has got Daybreakers oh, on Daybreakers. okay, but well, then don't say anything because I've not seen it and I've always kind of meant to, although I know it's not a new film. But um, that you... could be on our RetroMends next Retriment. week. RetroMend, yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah, if we give it any time after we talk about Picard. Good Lord, I um, um, So, you said before we came on, you said that you liked the second yes. half of this film. So... Correct. I, 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 I understand, but explain to our audience what the hesitation is here. Our audience, explain to so, mom what, what the hesitation.
1: Hi, mom. So, I so over basically the so this film is an hour and forty. I yeah. think it's a good yeah. length. It's it's a good length. Um, the first fifty-five odd minutes are um. Jane Doe slash John Doe's Mm. life. Literally, it's a biography. And it's slow. It is a bit slow. There are some dramatic bits in it. However, it feels... And I'm not... I'm not saying it's wrong. And I'm not suggesting a way to fix it. Because I think it's needed. I think that 55-minute story... Sorry, that 55-minute background story is needed for the film as a whole to make sense and i think if you did it any shorter it you wouldn't get the impact of the rest of the film my problem is it's 55 minutes of backstory before i get to the film and there's just there's you've got that 55 minutes and then you've got roughly 50 minutes of excitement and chase and Dramatic things and the film that I was expecting to watch. So it's I, I probably won't watch it again because I want God. I don't need to watch the first hour. Once you again. know the story, i got yeah. That now. Yeah, exactly. It's not entertaining enough. I didn't. I needed it. I didn't enjoy it. So now that I have it, I could just watch the second half of the film on its own. I, I mean,
0: yeah, I'm not massively going to disagree with you there. I think there are there were some bits I picked up because I have seen this film once before. It was a few years ago and I saw it once before. So mm. there was a few kind of throwaway lines that I picked up on a bit more on this watch. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I can yeah. Say that. Such as there's a few times where John Doe at the bar sort of speaks in a somewhat admiring way of the fizzle bomber. Um, and yes. you get the barkeep then saying, don't let anyone hear you saying that you're going to get in trouble if you say things like that. Yeah. um, and I, I appreciate that more now on a rewatch. watch um, Yes. Yeah, exactly. And w- so it's, yeah, because we can't, all right, no, so kind of uh, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go through the 55-minute bits before we go into the rest. Although at this point, yes. seriously, well, folks, we... if, if you've not seen this film, <laughs> first of all, we've spoiled it for you already, but go and yeah. watch this film. It is good. And it's, as you, you say, it's been hour 40. It's not going to take much time of your life.
1: Not a massive commitment. It's worth watching. And if, um, yeah, sorry. Unless you just enjoy us talking and don't actually pay attention to anything we say, please watch the yeah. film. This will, this will not be enjoyable if you want to follow yeah. along. Um, but before we get into the, the 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 backstory, the opening narration threw me as well because he's listening. Somebody is listening to a tape recording, mm. and he says, "From it's like from your point of view, seven years have already passed." and that broke my brain and I got stuck on it for about 25 minutes just in a feedback loop of trying to work out who's listening mm. to it and when he recorded it. It
0: is. So I, I actually, because I was watching it, having seen the film before, I was kind like, of, wait, what? And then once later on, you realise who is listening to the tape and who has experienced yeah, it. Yeah, so Sarah,
1: Sarah Snook exactly, is listening yeah. to it for her very, his very, very I first mission.
0: Pretend, I, I, I think I think there was other ways, or there's other opening narrations they could have done. Um, I think because yeah. I think it does stand out a little yeah, bit too much. Like it, well, because then I start, you know, during the, the healing process. Um, I thought that was years of you know uh, his Ethan Hawke's face healing. Yeah, I thought was like the same. Oh. when actually I don't think it is. I think it's you know advanced super duper technology stuff very quick, and he's fine
1: and his final final mission is to go back and enlist his younger self
0: spoiler but yes exactly yeah which is
1: why it, yeah which is why his last mission is as important as his because first because his first mission wouldn't of, have happened but the same mission his last from different directions exactly. exactly
0: yeah
1: yeah um so yeah so back 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 back, back, yeah, back so, pedal
0: right so <laughs> that confused john me. doe begins to tell his there's a kind of a now uh, the barkeep sort of finagles him into this because obviously he knows, but he says, "Exactly, he knows how so this goes." Like, All right, Grant. Yeah. You know, I'll bet you the rest of this bottle. There was bottle of whiskey on the table. Um, you know, you, you know. Tell me an interesting story. Tell me a story. They sort of there's a bit of back and forth. Obviously, Ethan Hawke is leading the conversation in a certain direction, and so yeah. John Doe decides to tell his story. And you know, yes, the first the first line. Now, obviously even whether having seen the trailer or anything or not, once you know Sarah Snook is in the film, you're like, and when she goes, uh, when, sorry, I'm really bad at this. And when John Doe says, when I was a little girl, it's not quite as shocking. Once... <laughs> and you know what? I think that's
1: it because it's the way he delivers it. And the way Ethan Hawke reacts, I was like, <laughs> sorry, was that meant to be a reveal? That's <laughs> it. Was that supposed to be oh God, surprising? That's such a shock. And I Is think it? that's the
0: problem. Um, yeah, I would have preferred that they just didn't acknowledge it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but, but right. It's covered now. So we go back and yeah. uh, she says she was uh, he says he was a foundling um, that was, you know, baby abandoned left at an north abandoned by a federa wearing man in a trench coat uh, <laughs> on the steps of an orphanage and then grows yes. up in the orphanage and, you know, finds it very difficult to identify with the other little girls, You know, isn't particularly arsed in appearance, uh, fights, gets... Yes.
1: Oh, that's another foreshadowing thing that fucked me off, was when she looks in... You know what I'm going to say. She looks in the mirror, turns away from the mirror, and she's like, and I never looked in another mirror again. Yes, because you have to forget what you look like. Fine. I missed that.
0: Because I, I, I remember her saying really? um, later on, I've forgotten what I look like. Or maybe Ethan Hawke yeah. says, I forgot what I used to look. No, no, it, it must be John Doe yeah, because Ethan exactly. Hawke is aware um, of the situation. No, no,
1: no. So, exactly. It's when John Doe, mysterious stranger, meets Jane outside the university or yeah. outside the night yeah. class. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's um I thought that was quite yeah, I liked fine. how that played out. Even I think I think so Uh Jane um always wants to go to space, enlists in Space Corp, which uh, is good fun, yeah. and with a kind of a, uh, you know, it's it's not Well no, she doesn't enlist Because she nobody gets wants recruited. to adopt her. That's what it is. Yeah, but, but she's, yeah, she's super, super smart and, and like, has uh, potential. Well families yeah. don't really want the well, the genius Specky Four Eyes yeah. kid. They want the, the cheerleader. And that's not her.
1: Yeah. Also, she's not actually recruited for that reason. I'm just I've remembering. Just, yeah, it's this a bit out. like, no, no,
0: they're, they're basically requiring sex workers.
1: Yeah, no, they know this is happening. Yeah. No, 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 it's not even. Sorry. Yes. W- what they're recruiting are sex workers for astronauts, which is a fucking B plot. To end all B plots, that is just yeah. We're just going to put that in there. That's the that's the main plot right. to most movies. You've just put this in here as a, hmm. I wonder what they're doing in NASA. What right. they're space hookers? And also, they really specific you as well. Missed, they want genius you the lead space hookers there.
0: because there is a throwaway line genius which, space hookers that says you know hookers who are not may, may or may not be genii. Um, are volunteering and are not in, like they're just not getting past the first stage. um so
1: Yes, because they aren't smart enough, or they get they start to vomit when you yeah. put. A oh VR no! E- even on them.
0: even to get to that, um, side, they're not no, even getting to the was... front door. So all the girls that are standing in the VR yeah. room are supposed to be at least on the same intellectual level as Jane Doe is, and then it's about yes. who can endure more. And there is a lot of. It's it's shaky ground, right? Because... And it means, sorry, jumping forward slightly in the story. Um, Jane... Jane flunks out after her first... Which is... Uh, which appears surprisingly late in her recruitment stage. But after her first physical... They discover that she has both male and female... Fully working male and female reproductive organs... Now, this is only discovered yes. after she gets into a fight with another recruit, and she has to go in just for basically get some yes. stitches. It's a nothing thing. The doctor turns around and says to the recruiter, who's played by Noah Taylor, "You realize that this app this immediately disqualifies her because I think it's sort of it's um it's basically it sort of alluded that because she won't be able to please." the astronauts there's no point but but she will but we know but I think there's something to be said now at this point at this point it's almost alluded that well she won't be able to carry a child because I think being a mother is part it's part it's not to be on end all but it's part of it because they were to be taken by wives specifically not just to pleasure them but also yeah so anyway so she is she is seemingly kicked out um she then decides to go to college she's you know not not quite the down and out life but you know she works as a home help for a while she goes back to school and at school
1: the super quick thing sorry is it's not even the bit that i corrected myself on was she's not they're not robertson Mm. agent robertson isn't even recruiting her because she's smart She's re- he's recruiting her. because oh, it's no, no, we, part we, we, of the plan. We,
0: we, we'll get to that. So, the the, the yeah. on paper reason okay, that cool, she's cool, being cool. recruited, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The reason yeah. she's given. So, yes, yeah. you're right. There is for for the eagle eyed among you, there are other... Th- there are there are all is not well in the state there of. There are other schemes um, at hand here. Yes,
1: there's yeah, more exactly, to the feather than meets the eye. Exactly.
0: Then meets the melted, burned eyes. Um, uh, So, yeah, she is seemingly flunked out, goes back to school, and bumps into a man. Indeed, outside of the school,
1: yes. But at this point, as she's retelling, as John is retelling the story, we don't know who Mystery Man is. And again, so this isn't a delicately put-together film at all. There is no subtlety here. You never hear Mystery Man talk, you never see Mystery Man, which immediately tells me, the viewer... There's a reason you don't want Absolutely. me to hear or see Mystery Man, so it's one—it's somebody uh, exactly. that I've met already. So it's either Ethan Hawke or it's John or exactly, it's or it's John herself exactly. Yeah, or it's John Doe. At
0: this point, I the assume it was Ethan Hawke. I didn't is because john doe not knowing that he would have is recognized john. it well no because it's actually no 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 i'm well i now i'm going back on that but i think no, I,
1: because of bernie I, face i think Pre-Bernie at the time yes.
0: the first time i watched it i mean i think i did well oh no john doe would recognize him now now that i say that no sure he would look obviously completely different because of bernie face
1: yeah the, the crucial bit here here is that we don't know what pre-bernie face ethan hawke looks like until the end yes. that's the hinge of the movie Um. Yeah, and that's the only reason I didn't guess it was John. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
0: Although, uh, because why the fuck would it be? It doesn't. Anyway, 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 never mind. So I'm not saying disagree, but anyway, anyway. So um, it is a passionate yet brief relationship. Um, I can't remember. Maybe they do say how long, but it's it's brief anyway. And
1: I think it's literally a serious stranger leaves Jane with a a lovely present
0: in the form of a A bun bun in the oven. oven. Yeah, that is creepy. Nice. Uh, we have become too much of the same person. We have indeed. Um. Then, kind of, sort of, flash forward to nine months later, and she is, you know, in labor, and she's screaming away as she has every <laughs> as fucking she has right every to. Right
1: to do. Yeah. yeah. Good.
0: Now, it goes wrong to the point where she has to get an emergency C-section. Yes. Now, this is another. This is a bit where you're kind of like, okay, doctor. So while the doctor is in there, we then discover what it was that seemingly disqualified her from the. Yes, because we didn't know that. At this exactly point. is that she has two fully formed, although uh, I think it's described as adolescent, but fully formed. Yes. Uh, sex organs of both male and female, and because of what happened during the cesarean, they had to give her an emergency hysterectomy.
1: Now, um, even in the fifties, which I think is where we are now
0: or 60s. I think 60s it might be. I think it's it's 60s. Yes. Yeah,
1: 60s. Surely that's not right. That's not legal. I mean, it's obviously not right. But unless it's life-threatening, you can't just start reconstructing somebody into a gender of your choosing.
0: I I wonder because sorry, I'm not saying again, I disagree him not. I'm not advising doctors to just start doing this. Um, I know in terms of say hysterectomy that is not so dealer's choice, but that is yeah. If it is, so is, if it so is medically, but, yeah, they
1: had to have do the hysterectomy, but did they have like, to start? I the do, reforming I of the it penis It does
0: come across like the doctor just went. Do you know what you're a man now?
1: Yeah, it's not. You can be a woman without a set of ovaries. It doesn't exempt you from being a woman.
0: It is what now. What what I took this scene to be was that 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 doctor does not come across as any kind of he's a sleaze. You know, yes, he just kind yeah. of went, oh, you know, I, I got like, oh, I might write a paper about this. Isn't this you know, fascinating? I, I, yeah. I didn't get that they were trying to say, oh, this is fine. You know what I mean? Or or anything like that. I think it was like because of the choice of this man. Yeah. Technically, technically, you might say that he was always fated to make that decision because certain things wouldn't have happened otherwise.
1: Well, shit. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe so... he's coerced into it. Maybe Robertson has Maybe... a hand to play. But the th- now my problem is the movie spoon feeds you everything else. Why wouldn't it spoon feed you a conversation of Robertson and this doctor saying, yeah, you've got to start rearranging some things.
0: And that's, yeah, I think there is a conversation between Robertson and Ethan Hawke where there is the discussion of his place in the universe what I think I could have done with a conversation between Robertson and the Doctor because it's a bit of a stretch to say the Doctor just decided.
1: And that's the that's the fulcrum. That's the bit of the plan where if that don't happen, the rest of the plan doesn't happen. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's a bit like it's too big of an event. To have exactly. just been left down to... Well, it's, it's obviously, in a way, it's not left down to chance. Nothing in this film is left to chance, but it no, also is left to chance,
1: oh, kind Oh, of. God, I am my It's a own bit own like, plan,
0: what is it, Avengers Endgame, what the Rousseau brothers said, of all the 14 billion uh, versions, the, the movie we watched was the one where the mouse ran across the pad in that pattern. Yeah, it, exactly. Something yeah. like that, which is a bit like, all right, lads. It's a gimme, yeah. Yeah, so I wonder if this is... It was only chatting earlier on while watching this with somebody else. It was like, this film exists in a universe where time travel is closed. There is one reality. There's no alternate realities.
1: A, there's no branching timelines. It's yeah. a closed loop. Yeah.
0: And that would now we, we discussed, I think, during the looper episode. Yes. How much times. you don't like that? And that's quite all right.
1: Yeah, no, I don't. And, uh, so, no for one of the reasons why I won't watch this film, because there's no... De- <laughs> there's As the title <laughs> tells you, to be very, very fair, there is no determinism in this at all. It is predetermined. Your destination is predestined.
0: Uh, exactly. There's a funny thing. There's a line, there's a throwaway line. Some people say it's fate. I just think we're predestined to do this. And I was like, uh, grammar Nazi over here. Um... Have you not just described <laughs> the exact same word with different letters in it?
1: Yes. yes uh, yeah. <laughs> I, was well, like, I, I don't think it's luck. luck.
0: It's just chance. Fuck you.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> I don't think it's Ethan. It's just Hawk. Yes. Um. And uh, yeah. So right. Lost my train of thought. So um, oh, okay. No. So we're, we're, yeah, we're, where are we now? Baby, yes. Uh, by, uh, by the way, Jane, kidnapped. you're going to be a man now.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, right. you're going to be a man with child. Um, however, child gets lost.
0: Within, it seems like minutes. minutes ago, but within days, the baby is snatched. And I think on first watch, this is where I start to go like, uh, I think I see. Yeah, I didn't um, get all
1: the way there. I guessed that Mysterious Husband, number one, had stolen the baby. Now, yeah. this is... Where, my first, where I thought I'd cracked it and I was really smug because I was like, I've got this entirely. Where I thought the film was was that Ethan Hawke was the mysterious man. Um, Ethan Hawke was sent back in time to impregnate Jane. And then this, because this is a baby out of time, this baby can be raised to be a time agent, but isn't the time agent... That we see Ethan Hawke to be. This is a different time agent, which will help stop the Fizzle Bomber.
0: I'm so sorry. I just I know this wasn't your point at all, but when you're saying baby out of time, I just immediately have a picture of a baby piloting a DeLorean, and I'm out of time. <laughs> out of time. Yeah, out of time. <laughs> nice. I'm sorry. There you go. Watch that film. That's that. That's a cool sequel I mean, to this. Be back
1: in time. Um, uh,
0: yeah. I know. So
1: and I nearly got yeah. there. That's that's probably 75% of the journey because the baby. Yeah. Is a time agent, just not the one you think it is.
0: Exactly. I, yeah, yeah, like I, what you've just said, even that makes sense in the context of this. Yeah, that, that would, would work. have been a perfectly fine yeah. way for the, for it just the story makes to the sex
1: changing a bit weird. Well, it doesn't make and it weird, it just, it just makes it non relevant to the story.
0: Had, yes, had that been the case, yes, you're absolutely right. Um, but yeah, so John then is forced to live with the fact that his baby has been stolen. Yep. Uh, He never sees Mysterious Stranger again up to the night in the bar. Spends a bit of
1: time trying to discover where the Mysterious... Because Jane slash John guesses that as well. Tries to track him down, but can't. Mm. um, And gives up and becomes a writer.
0: And that's it. And then, yeah. Because, you know.
1: Oh man, that sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. No, I gave up on life, so I decided to be a writer instead.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if it ain't broke, <laughs> <laughs> write it. So, and that more or less. So, I think that more or <coughs> less pulls us up to the fifty-five minute mark that we were talking about. So that's it, kind it of is, the, and I the really backstory. feel like
1: that could be done in twenty-five minutes. And no, I, I
0: feel, I feel like you. No, I know, you're, you're right. There's like there are ways of highlighting the important events. That might not need, that, I think we spent a little bit too much time in the orphanage, for example. Agreed, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and a little bit too much time in the space. Oh, no, she, uh, excuse me, John goes to re enlist in Space Corp again and is then like oh, out straight away. Like, yeah. it doesn't even, effectively, doesn't even get in the door. And mm-hmm. um,
1: um, yet, yeah, to be an astronaut as opposed to an astronaut's. Yeah,
0: well, I couldn't be an astronaut's wife, thing. so maybe I could, yeah, egg, exactly, exactly, yeah. Um, and, oh, I think, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but does Robertson come to see John uh, at some oh, point?
1: Yeah, because John's made an illegal jump.
0: No, 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 this before any, I mean, in the backstory, I think by the time oh, John yeah, meets no, no, the bar. No, no.
1: when, um, when, when Jane gets kicked out of Space Academy, he's like, leave it with me, it's fine, I'll, I'll fix this,
0: but doesn't. Yeah. Oh, and then Jane finds out she's pregnant. Yeah, and then exactly. that was, And then up until the night in yeah. the bar, never sees Robertson again. Okay. Exactly. So then the big reveal happens. And the barkeep, who we know is a time agent, yeah. the barkeep goes, well, you know, what would you do if you were stood in front of mysterious stranger again? And she's like, oh. Yeah, know. what would you do if uh, I
1: could... The man that ruined your life, what would you do if I could put him uh, in front of you and guarantee that you could kill him and get away with it?
0: And she's like, I... I he is like I will I would kill him. I would kill him, no problem. And then the barkeep does the reveal going I have a dossier. Yeah. And I'm not just a barkeep.
1: Yeah, like the information drop is insane. First of all, it's yeah, I know the man. I've been watching him. I know everything about you. I know what your job is. This was all set up. Also time travel. Like it fucking yeah. it should melt her his little brain. Oh,
0: yeah. Um. I think there is there's sort of an exposition-y few minutes in the uh, in the bar where we kind of get a bit more about the fizzle bomber. Um, yeah. And it's alluded to that the father of the child is the bomber, so that's why yeah. the barkeep is on the on the hunt for the father. Which so again,
1: isn't wrong is actually right, but I don't
0: realise it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so. The, in a, I, I would say, in in a real life situation, in a surprisingly short amount of time, John is convinced that uh, Barky <laughs> is telling the truth and time travel is happening. To be fair, Go, when they do the time
1: jump, I think that if you're not convinced after literally travelling through before time, before that time, but
0: you you uh, know what I meant, you know what? Yeah, I meant. no, I know. So, so the way it did anyway, and there is, um,
1: fucking violin a, case.
0: I, I, I love it because I, I think even again watching it this time around I was like when are they going to open the violin case and of course they don't that's the point um, so yeah the barkeep manages to you know alright I can prove it jumps back to the 60s and sets up a very important meeting yes um says alright you're going to meet the bomber or you're going to meet. You're going to meet the man. You need to be standing at this point on this location at this exact time, yeah. and you will then find out who this mysterious man was.
1: Now, this is such a gamble because the what actually happens is goes to the exact time and place. John realizes this seems familiar and is approached by Jane. So John is the mysterious stranger. I still don't know why John plays along. Now, of course he because, does oh, because he did, but that's the only reason he does is because he knows he did.
0: Uh, I I think it's just at that moment in time, it would, it's like, it's like a tumbler falling into place. It's a yeah. bit like it's again, it's well, it's a predestination paradox, isn't it? It's, it's like in I think Quantum Leap has done this and, and things like this is where you know you leap through time and you know you do everything you can to change the past and then you discover yourself at you a window with yeah. the gun in your hand and there is the motorcade. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's that you're like you know you can't turn away like You you're sneeze like, and the pres and the president oh. is dead. Exactly, exactly. So that's why, in as weird as this is, because from John's point of view, time travel has existed for f- seconds, Yeah. you know? And, you know, as much as this is, it's just like...
1: And then the other thing oh, to remember is that this is John's first time round. Uh, yes. Sorry, it's Yeah, it's no, no his, that's right. Yeah, it's well, his first time. So it's his second time round in the situation, but his first time round as the stranger... So okay. the things he's doing are the things he did in his memory because he did them.
0: Yeah. So it is, then, yeah, yeah, Squiffy. It is. It is a time, timey wimey. I I have to say I love it. It is head achy, but I love yeah. it. I, I no, do it like is this good. kind of stuff. It,
1: it's it's the self determination thing. It's the free will thing that I have a problem with because I, there is none yeah i no struggle with the lack film. of free will thing
0: um and there's actually there and that's none, something yeah in this film that's something we'll discuss actually as we as we go on because i have a big question for you put at the very end but we have Good. to wait till we get there um so basically so, we
1: yeah we see the the relationship um the there's some conversations in coffee places and john hmm. knows more about jane than he should and can even basically read her mind um Man, they fall in love and have sex, which is they weird. Do. Yeah, that's um, they, himself, herself, themselves.
0: Well, I wonder because so right while this is happening, so this so in in both the second and the length of a week, the barkeep uh, has his own journey. He does an illegal jump. Yeah, to the opening scene of the film
1: yeah so to prevent ripples in time and shenanigans that have to be fixed, each jump is pre-approved um by the bureaucracy yeah. by the by the company, um, and you have to stri- stick to them, and if you don't, you're dead. Um, so that's their kind of way of rationalizing why the butterfly effect doesn't happen and why there isn't a ton of meddling.
0: Yeah, it's a bit like. Do you know what? I in a way, it's similar to Looper in that no, not every Tom Dick and Harry has a time machine.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know? It's tightly, tightly controlled as well. It should be. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he does go back to the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Is the goal to prevent the Bernie
0: face? Uh, the goal, or just to stop the bomber? Was just to stop. That's what I got from. this. the goal was just because he stop knows the there's bomber. going to be two of them there. Yeah. As,
1: as in, he will have original Ethan Hawke and. New Ethan Hawke there, Uh, so there's two versus one.
0: I think what he was trying to do was change history to the point where John and Jane could stay together. And then that fails, and therefore things have to play out as they do.
1: How would that work?
0: Because if John had never been burned, John would still look like John... And therefore could technically go back to Jane. Not finish his missions
1: and then go back to Jane again. And basically
0: retire with Jane and just come up with a hell of a story.
1: Because at this point he doesn't know the crucial bit of information that
0: he is. Exactly. John is unaware. So basically this is Barkeep trying to give his younger self a second chance. Really.
1: So. The, the way that I took it was a bit more simplistic, was that the bomb was always going to go off, so he can't avoid that. But the first time round, when he's disarming the bomb, he didn't know the Fizzle Bomber was going to be there. So this time, he knows the exact time, the exact location of where the Fizzle Bomber would be. Yeah, he can't save himself from the bomb that's going to blow up in his face, but he can stop the Fizzle Bomber.
0: unfortunately, uh, see I, I, I love the idea but fortunately as we know in the film there is no such thing as free will uh in the context no, of the No Unfo- I so know so we can't I would I would like it to be that a lot but he So I know can't it can't be happen us. but yeah. that doesn't
1: No 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 I know it doesn't happen but there's no reason that can still be the motivation It could be the motivation Sorry, you you're right it could be the motivation That yeah. could be the reason he goes back and Robertson doesn't kill him because he's like look at the end of the day you didn't make a difference um, so, there's no harm, no foul. So, we. But then again, the the only reason Robertson doesn't kill him is because he has to stay alive to complete this
0: cycle. That you, you kind of get the feeling that Robertson is reading a different book. And he's got. Or he's reading the whole book. Or exactly. He's got the epilogue. And yeah, he's the, the only one Bum that has, has the final chapters.
1: Yeah exactly. yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: But that also begs the question of does Robertson know the identity of the fizzle bomber? Because. You have to think no to that one, because if so, what was the point of any of this?
1: Um, I think the the um I uh, because I think this is where the the grandfather paradox actually works. Because if he does kill Ethan Hawke, then. The Fizzle Bomber doesn't happen, which means Ethan Hawke doesn't have to be killed, which means the Fizzle Bomber happens. So I think there's a certain amount of collateral damage where the Fizzle Bomber does kill people. However, the big, big, big one is prevented. So this is the way that you stop the Fizzle Bomber before his magnum opus. You're okay. going to lose a couple of hundred thousand people, so it's, but you won't lose the millions that he will so it's kill. That's greater
0: good kind of stuff.
1: Exactly, okay. yeah. So perhaps we can kill him sooner and prevent this, but there's a hundred percent chance that if we do it this way, he will be stopped.
0: Yeah, no, with you, with you, that's fine. Um, so man, time travel hurts, it does. And and this film, I think this film does quite a good job of going, agree, time travel hurts. We're going to tell you this story, but we're not going to doctor who it. You know.
1: No, and this is the other reason I don't like closed loop time travel stories because they are the easiest to explain because there's no free will. Everything that did happen will happen and will happen again. So there is, there is
0: honestly, you're right. There is a bit like you don't really have to think too much about it. Kind of like why did it happen? Because it did. Because it did.
1: Yeah. Will it happen again? Well, it already has
0: that's yeah that's that's literally there that's the plot of this film it's the plot of Looper you know it's the plot of Mm -hmm. it I mean it falls apart in Back to the Future because as soon as you can make a change
1: he's resetting the
0: timeline yeah exactly. I think pretty much every single Star Trek time travel story as well God love them it's as long as anyone is aware of changes in the timeline this doesn't work
1: yeah this doesn't work
0: yeah I love that in first contact for the day that we're recording this uh, Dr. Crusher goes you know, if they if they erase the past, why are we still here? Ah, temporal shit.
1: Anyway, so ah, temporal temporal weight. Yeah. That's fine. Must have protected. Thank you, Lieutenant Exposition. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yes. Going <laughs> to reverse the polarity anytime soon, Grant? Um, yeah. So then, so right, his mission to stop the mission fails. So he has to then go back, and he sees Jane and John sitting there on a bench, and again, much like that, somewhere in the in the ether, another tumbler clicks into place because John turns around on the bench sees the bartender standing there and it's written all over his face he's like this is the night ah, I fuck. leave yeah yeah and and you can see he's and, not happy why, about it no
1: which is why I think your reason makes sense actually that okay before I go and take John away from Jane let me see if I let's try and stop the bomber so that I don't need Jane because the re- sorry John the reason he's picking up john is right you've done what you needed to do you and that's almost where the story could finish because that in itself john is,
0: exactly yeah
1: yeah because john is saying i had to put you through this trauma so that you would end up in the bar so that i could set up the trauma so that you are now the temporal agent i need you to be so that he can basically his mission is to stop the fizzle bomber.
0: Yeah, it hurts my head. Okay, yeah. So Yeah, do you get I, it? <laughs> I do even two watches and I'm still like, okay, yeah. Yeah. So
1: not realizing that there's a few more layers to go. Um and, and yeah, that's what he's So the bizarre thing is that he has impregnated himself. Not only that, he is the the fetus. He is also Man, that's the bit I cannot get my head it's, around. It's it, it,
0: it, easy way to remember this: um, the barkeep slash John slash Jane uh, is a case of asexual reproduction.
1: Uh yes, it yeah it, yeah. yeah
0: okay. Yes. So there yeah. is a, there's actually uh, again another one of those hang a lampshade moments. So going back slightly to just at the end of John's flashback, and they got into and. Ethan Hawke is singing a little tune that includes the words, I am my I own, have my own grandfather. grandfather. I was like, guys, you uh, get it. Well, actually, no, sorry, at that point, I didn't get it, but yes, I now get it.
1: No, so, I got it, but I was still on the train of thought that Ethan Hawke and John Doe were separate people. Yeah. So, yeah, John impregnates Jane, Jane has a baby, which is Jane, and he's called Jane, because she wants to carry on the family name, the family of one. Mm. And then Baby is kidnapped, taken back in time, and is the orphan that becomes Jane that is recruited to the Space
0: account. And the man in the Federer is Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke goes in and takes... No, John. No, 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 no. The man in the Federer. I'm I'm just playing with the word now, but... Pre-Bernie Face. Ethan Hawke, post-Bernie Face, takes Jane from the maternity ward.
1: Yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, mystery man. Yeah. So, isn't actually mystery man because mystery man is John yeah. Doe.
0: There's. But yeah, yeah. Ethan Hawke kidnaps baby and takes. T- and there is when John is speaking to barkeep about who stole the baby. The nurse said, "Could be anyone. Could has a face, looking face just like yours, just like mine." And I, I like. I thought yes. that one was quite good. I thought that was quite clever. Yeah,
1: um, it's fine. Well, at that point, you know
0: the mystery. Uh, well, you didn't um, at that point. You didn't at that point. Know uh, that no, you're, you're, you're. no, 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 yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, right, so at this point, okay, you kind of got to a... Jane's story is finished at this point. Basically. Yes, so, d-
1: yeah. yeah, Ethan Hunt, Ethan Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking Mission Impossible. Yeah, goes sort of Ethan... Veers
0: off to the left, yeah.
1: <laughs> Hard left turn into motorbike, uh, motorbike chase. Jesus Christ, I'm tired. Yeah. Motorcycle you're, you're chase. Your brain. And um, somehow Ethan Hawke manages to convince John Doe that You have no choice. You have to leave her. And he's still convinced. I'm going to go back and I'm not going to make the same mistake uh, twice. But he's kind of like, yeah, but if you don't, you won't be here. Um, Yep. And you now know that you didn't leave. You didn't let her down. So you can take comfort from the fact that in a few years from now, she will understand the decision you You, made.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: Which is a pretty good convincing. It's,
0: It's... Very good, convincing line. The
1: proof is standing in front of you.
0: So, from this point... So basically, John then agrees to become a temporal agent, and and that's fine. Ethan Hawke has a final piece of information that I believe Robertson gives to him, which is the time and location, at some point in the future, of the fizzle bomber... But what Robertson didn't know is Ethan Hawke has a working time machine. He was supposed to be basically recruiting John Doe was supposed to be his final mission. That's the end of it. That's it. And then he's supposed to. There's a literally there's a undo. There's a a reset button on the time machine that it just becomes a violin case. And because he picks up
1: another time machine when he goes because John is given a time.
0: No, 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 no. Where
1: does he get the second time machine
0: from? He doesn't get at a second. No, no, he, he doesn't. It's, it's still two. the same. It's, it's it's a bit like the Doctor's TARDIS. It's the same TARDIS, just at a different point in time. Um. So yeah, there's there's a bit of timey wimey here. He doesn't get a second one. It, it, it react- is His own does, one that was supposed. Yeah.
1: Why does it reactivate though?
0: Uh, it it just it's said by obviously predestined, but fluke. It shouldn't have he hit the decommission button because when so goes forward meets the fizzle bomber and then just before i say anything so else while he's second, talking sorry. to the fizzle bomber the fizzle bomber says i know you think you've got free will but let me ask you a question did you tell anybody about the fact that your uh de- your time machine didn't decommission and that sort of makes ethan hawk freeze yeah and um, because again it's it's all in a loop
1: so why did Robertson tell him?
0: Why did Robert? Not, did Robertson send him a I message? Now that you say it, I'm not sure. Did he?
1: No, he didn't. How did he get that information? So he retires. So he once he's set John Doe onto his first mission, he retires to a New York apartment. Does he
0: just jump into the? He reads a newspaper yeah. and and he has the time and location of.
1: Yeah, but why would that newspaper have the time and location of the lawn? No, there's something about a laundry. There is,
0: isn't there? I think...
1: Is it... Oh, no, no, no. So it's in the past. So, sorry. He retires to the future, but there's a newspaper clip Oh, there we go. Grant. ...which says that the fizzle bomber was at this laundry at this point. That's the... So he jumps back to that time. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Ex- and which, once I he go. That's why it was no problem for him to go into the future, because from the agency's point of view, his time machine was done. It was broken. So... He couldn't yeah, do anything from their point of view. He couldn't do anything with that information. Yeah,
1: that's his last jump. So jumping him to the future to retirement is the last thing he exactly. does. Exactly. Except there is one. No, no. I may have got. I think his dead body was found. I think the fizzle bomb is dead. Oh, that would one well. Second. That would I'm make sense. Have to read
0: this. Um. So while 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 you're googling that. Um, oh, good god! I've googled the wrong predestination. That's even more head head fucky. Uh, there shouldn't be more
1: yeah no this is something to do with Christianity
0: oh yeah um... happy Easter everyone by the way Um, yeah happy Easter so right while you while you are googling the why um, Ethan Hawke goes to a laundromat where the fizzle bomber is sitting there funnily enough just doing his laundry and yeah he bursts in the door gun in hand basically saying the gig is up motherfucker and the Fizzle Bomber turns around. Yeah. And at this point, it is not a shock that it is Ethan Hawke <laughs> with a long long hair and a beard. He Old haggity version. the Fizzle Bomber. And what, you know, we're kind of reeling for a second of like, well, okay, why? He's got a pretty good argument as to why he's doing the things he's he doing. He does. Yeah,
1: he's not... Well, no, yeah, you we, tell we,
0: us. Yeah, there, so... Because Ethan Hawke was left with a working time machine, which he shouldn't have been, which means no one should have access to the information that he has access to. He has access to disasters that have happened through time. So he takes it upon himself to, as an act of, I suppose, vigilantism sort of, more like environmental vigilantism. He will sacrifice few to save many. That's his thought process. Yeah.
1: The people that he's blowing up would go on to kill more people than It's a
0: bit like massive spoiler alert for Watchmen if you haven't read or seen it. Uh, It's a bit like Ozymandias. His, you know, I will kill millions to save billions. Yeah, exactly. Um, And it's, if not condonable, then... It's not entirely not understandable.
1: No, yeah, no, it's. But at this point, Ethan Hawke still can't see how he gets from there
0: because he's still to him still more or less handsome middle aged Ethan Hawke who has you know he's everything he's been doing is about preventing this guy, you know, to slightly less handsome, slightly more quarter aged Ethan Hawke going. I remember when I was that young. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Um, so I've just done a very quick Wikipedia, and he does receive orders in the future to go back. So I'm just
0: doing a bit more okay. Googling. Con- continue um, with your Googles. Um, Googling. So... The Googling. Older Ethan. So the, I'm just going to, for the purpose of this, the Fizzle Bomber uh, is talking to him, explaining his master plan, also showing him newspaper cuttings of possible futures. And this is the only time that i suppose alternate realities if you like are alluded to in this um in this setting it's a bit like there there potentially are alternate realities and what he's doing is closing those loops or they're clo- cutting those realities yeah. down um and you know therefore effectively giving the temporal agency something to do but yeah and and to which he you know, he makes the point of, you know, Ethan Hawke. I, I understand you're shocked and I understand all this, but you are going to see things my way because I am you and I see things my way. So you are going to get yep. there.
1: Yeah, he's totally convinced with this closed loop yeah. thing. Um, So he's just like you're going to shoot me. This is how it ends because I remember you oh, doing think, it. No, I, and think, I, I think he doesn't remember- know
0: he's going to die. That's the only thing. He doesn't no, no, I think no, he does. No, he's saying if you kill me, um, you become me. Oh,
1: yeah. If- so if you kill me, Did you become we- me. So yeah, he remembers shooting himself.
0: He does. Yeah. There's. I seem so I, ha- I have. Because he's trying head, to convince yeah. him.
1: Like the the only way that you avoid this is by not killing me. Yes. But he knows that he's going to kill him because so the only way you break the loop is if you don't shoot me. Because he knows that his younger self shoots him.
0: Um. It hurts my brain, so <laughs> so he does <laughs> anyway. He shoots him down, and th- so this is where the great question of the end of the film is, and this is where like I wonder where where you stand on this. So playing over this kind of final scene, final montage almost is John is there going going through basic training, if you like. Um, Ethan Hawke reveals, although we sort of we sort of knew this at this point, reveals that Ethan Hawke is John Doe in the future because they reveal the scar; they have the same scars. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I yeah. think
1: really, really quick, I'm about to wrap up the physical right, problem. For it. Um, so another article actually says it isn't orders. Um, yeah, he's in the future and um he reads some newspapers and then follows some leads and basically he follows each of these leads um, to the past and that eventually there's rumours that this is where the fizzle bomber was and did his laundry or whatever whatever bullshit it is and eventually leads it to him. Now I imagine that those leads were planted by the temporal agency and I think that the decommissioned, the non decommissioning violin was deliberate as well. I don't think that's challenging. I got Because again, that's how they kill the fizzle bomber. I got
0: bomber. that. So this is where I am. I feel that it was deliberate. I do feel he ends up becoming the fizzle bomber, but I think in his mind he's justified in doing it. I think that question has been there. And for some reason, though even though it is a closed loop and it is predestination and it is... Nobody's got any time. I sort of have this idea that they've left it in such a way that John might not become Ethan Hawke, but it's too late for Ethan Hawke. But that still... It doesn't make... It, like, I shouldn't believe that because it doesn't make no, any doesn't, sense no, no, in the context of the yeah, film. And yet I, sim- I, I feel like I just choose yeah. to interpret it that way. Yeah, because John... John
1: is. John. Yeah, because John Doe's final mission... Is, um, yeah, is finding the bomb, not disarming it, not disarming it quick enough, burning his yeah. face, and then getting sent back as the barkeep. That's it, done. Yeah, that's,
0: and, and as soon as that happens, it doesn't same...
1: happen. If there's no fizzle bomber, there is no John, there is no barkeep, there is no baby, there's no Jane. That's it.
0: It's so it has to
1: continue happening.
0: Whoever the fizzle to, bomber kills loop has, has to, to die. Continue happening. You know. Yeah. So
1: and over, to be honest, the real fizzle bomber. Is Robertson and the Temporal Agency because they know that these amount of people have to die to save the larger amount of people, which is exactly the same motivations as the Fizzle Bomber.
0: Uh, Absolutely, it's a loop of an loop, and they're using in in a way. It's almost like purgatory. This has always happened. Yeah. This will always happen. And yeah, uh, maybe this is the if a bird's eye view of this film, of this story, you know while yes. while that loop is happening there forever and ever and ever the rest of the world yeah. is living in beautiful peace or something like that because of the existence and you of can these imagine loops.
1: like the exactly you can imagine yeah the temporal agency just kind of shuts down after that cuz it's like well we've got 10 loops going on we need to fucking leave this now time travel is bonkers mm. stop it um but you can almost like imagine like 5 years later they're like you know what never Go into that loop there. Like you literally can't. This isn't Doctor Who. Don't cross your own loop unless it's convenient. Like don't touch that loop. It has to keep going in this. You know it says do not
0: push button. Do not push yeah.
1: button. Do not push uh, the button. And and yeah, that's it. Cycle complete. It's not a satisfying ending, but it
0: is a complete it, it ending. Is, so it is like it's and it. You know they cut off the loose Ethan ends. Ethan Hawk is it's,
1: dead. That's that's it. Yeah, Ethan Hawk dies. That's the end of the Fizzle Bomber. He then we the only thing we don't see is the Ethan Hawke that shoots the Fizzle Mm. Bomber. We don't really see how he jumps from that to Fizzle bombing. No, it's there's still a bit of a journey there to go. The
0: final, if you like, the final shot is he's sitting there, gun in hand, staring at the the fully working time machine, and the voiceover is almost suggesting. Maybe you could be the master of your own fate, and maybe that's the th- train of thought that leads down the road to fizzle bombing. But
1: yeah, perhaps, or maybe he's just so disillusioned and pissed off that yeah. he thinks he can change the future and ends up killing some people and accidentally becomes the fizzle he bomber. Is, he
0: is a slave, whether it's a slave to time, yeah. a slave to Robertson, a slave to himself. Whatever he is, absolutely, he is despite the people who die. He is the victim, but yeah. he's also the perpetrator. Yeah.
1: Of course, yeah. he is, yeah. And he's, I would say it's baffling. There's really only two people in I this know, film it's hilarious. Robertson uh, and
0: Ro- Doe. Robertson and Doe. That's it. That, those are the two characters. There are some yeah. people who are there to be like, hello, I need to be here at this point, at this time. That, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's crazy. I think Ethan Hawke is brilliant in this. I think Sarah Snook is brilliant in this um, yeah, really because good. she has the greatest range that she has to do uh, I thought it was yeah. excellent when she played the fetus and <laughs> got you with that one and Noah, T- I really like Noah Taylor he, um, he turns up with the most random things um, yeah absolutely
1: sudden so Noah Taylor
0: and, uh, and also for everyone who has seen Game of Thrones he was responsible for a very fateful moment in Jamie Lannister's life for everyone who has not seen Game of Thrones I'm saying nothing yes that's uh, fair
1: um, no, I really enjoyed it. You know what? That was I enjoyed talking about it more than I enjoyed watching it. But I did enjoy that movie. Uh, that's, yeah, that's. I good. think
0: that's fair. I I do feel now like I've got a headache, and I've seen it twice, and it hurts my yeah. brain. But it doesn't hurt my brain in a deeply unsatisfying way. Primer, for example. I didn't say it. You did. Um, <laughs> but it does like it. it, it you know, kind of. The more you think of things that could happen, the more you're like, nah, he's the fizzle bomber. It's, yeah, it's gonna it's, happen. In. it's just it's a loop. That's yeah. it.
1: Cool. Love it. Well, next week is the the last of the time travel series yeah. for now. I'm sure it's gonna be something we We're revisit. gonna be
0: doing primer. Um which <laughs>
1: <laughs> But this time we're gonna watch it in reverse because it actually makes more sense. Um No, we're gonna be continuing my Denzel binge. However, this is a Denzel film I've seen multiple many times. Um, it's Deja Vu, and it has the worst time mechanics of any time travel film I have ever seen, ever. What
0: that's a hell because a- I have not seen this film, so...
1: Yeah, don't even try... The problem with Dejan Vu is you can't make sense of the time travel, because it isn't internally consistent. But... It is a bloody fun film to watch. Okay. It's really fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the, the caveat with this film is, we know the time travel doesn't make sense, please just enjoy the movie.
0: I like that because it's the kind of thing that if they hadn't put that disclaimer on it, let's say it was your first time watching it, right? And if they hadn't put that disclaimer, you would have been like, I hate this movie. I hate every second of this movie. I hate." You know what? If I watched this film for the first time today,
1: you may well be right. I think Denzel would still save it for me, but... I watched this film when it came out. Um, So I was like 12 or something Ah, or probably older than that, but it just hit me before I was too much of a cold hearted crown hating critical bastard. Um, And it just got me right in the right place. Denzel Washington doing time travel. And so going into the film, I knew the film was called deja vu, but I knew nothing about it. I didn't know it was a time travel film. So when the time travel happens, I was like, Yes, it's a time travel film. Nice surprise. (laughs) Spoiler, right? Yeah, in our time travel series.
0: Well, okay. Well, look, I, I am, I am very much looking forward to seeing it. I'm delighted you because obviously, predestination was my suggestion, so I'm delighted you enjoyed it. Um,
1: yeah, loved it. It was good
0: and cool. I did not make the film, therefore should take no credit for it, but I will anyway. Um, I would. All right, you beautiful man, and to all beautiful people who are listening, um, you are all beautiful.
1: (laughs) Succinct as ever. Thanks
0: for listening, guys.
1: See you next See week. Ya. bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies. I, at least, would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. Sean couldn't care enough to record this with me. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnglishIrishGTM, email us at an Englishman and an Irishman at gmail.com, and check out our website, www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter, at Galactic underscore Dave, and you'll find Sean, at Sean ferrick. Thanks for being awesome, and we love you very much.
0: I think it's sort of uh... (laughs) a... Sorry, just for the purposes of this. I have a soundproof wall, which is slowly falling down around me.
1: (laughs) Uh... Yeah, so if the audio quality, like, just almost imperceptibly gets Uh... worse as the pod goes on, it's because... The walls Quite are literally, literally I'll falling have to get a nail down. Gun or um,
0: right, so yeah, so <laughs> I love the order that
1: they're falling down as well.
0: <laughs> oh, we paused. Okay. Three have fallen down while we were That's talking.
1: The, oh, <laughs> I see one. I see one falling down. That's the best. Look at that.
0: What did you stick it on with? Is it's double-sided adhesive uh, velcro and I'd... what? And you
1: have just stuck one in the middle. It's expensive.
0: Of course, it fell
1: off. You need it in the corners. You absolute dim low no, th- th- it's not with like these things are heavy evidently heavy air. enough to
0: fall off the fucking wall talk to me more about flaming men
1: yeah anyway so
0: man,
1: uh, I've got to get close to where we were before um, colour palette changes <laughs>
0: What was your retro memory? You might mo- you- 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 <laughs> edit this bit out for a second. I feel poor Albie's having a heart attack now on on WhatsApp. Have you seen Oh
1: it? no, I've missed him. Oh no.
0: He's just seen the picture of the tablet, he's just panicking. Oh
1: you- because he loves it. We all you know what, deep down, DS9 is every like hardcore trek fan's favourite trek. Like it is it is the one. Ding 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 ding. ding. How the fuck did you it wait it's
0: broken? i'm telling you that's how many times i've like the reckoning is uh you know when you see things at the right yeah. time i saw that at the right time and it's one of the most meaningful episodes to be. i think objectively i don't think it's rated very high like but maybe is this the one the where right he goes
1: moment. into like a bit of a fit and he kind of goes into a trance and he's like meditating a lot
0: and then he it, that's actually a that's the previous season that's right it's it's kind of a sequel to that right, episode got,
1: yeah because I didn't like no. that one because he kind of
0: goes a bit possessed.
1: I, like, that is a... Honestly, uh, mate, that is a fantastic catch.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm actually... I'm, I won't lie. That's I'm really proud really of that really good. <laughs> I,
1: I was too busy listening to Patrick Stewart.
0: Understandable. In fairness, understandable. Like, those bastards putting his voice in a trailer yeah, like that.
1: The main character.